from the studios of the Factual Data Creation Facility, recorded by the light of a vacuum tube enclosed within a cheap microphone preamp. This is the New Normal Opinions Podcast. Each transmission features my opinions on the current events taking place in this and sometimes other countries around the world. Start transmission. Yes, I'm back after a four-month hiatus. I've been concentrating on my other show, Old Fart New Tech, or OFNT as it's known, trying to grow my audience with not much success, I might add. It's tough out here being an independent podcaster, but that topic is for another time and another show. I've injected more politics into OFNT of late, so perhaps that has something to do with the declining audience. I decided to do another episode of New Normal Opinions in light of recent events, and I just like talking about current events now and again. The news may be somewhat old to you by the time you hear this transmission, but at least you'll get my take on it. First up, we'll get the all-encompassing COVID news out of the way. The pharmaceutical conglomerate Pfizer has to have the best marketing department in the world, in my opinion. This is evident by the company's vaccine being the most sought after in the world. Their vaccine is probably not the best, but time will tell us that, and requires two doses to be effective. It's not the cheapest and has to be stored in expensive special freezers to maintain its viability. Due to Pfizer's marketing prowess, it has not only become the most sought after, but has also become the most hip shot to get amongst the happening people here in the United States. Now Pfizer is trying to convince us that we all will require a third so-called booster shot because of COVID variants, the new boogeyman word of the mainstream media. They have vanquished their competitors, AstraZeneca, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson, by a campaign which relies on the amplification of incidents. The blood clotting issue with AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson vaccines along with the swelling heart issues and deaths caused by their fellow mRNA-based Moderna brand, though they share the same problem, if not more so than Moderna. Who can guess the long-term effects of these experimental vaccines using technology untested on humans? As time goes on, we'll be finding out, unfortunately. The other two vaccines are based on the tried-and-true virus vector method, though the blood clotting issue, especially with the AstraZeneca vaccine is concern. The J&J has recently been cited as being the cause of Guillain-Barre syndrome, a rare disease that affects the nervous system, mostly in males over the age of 50, a demographic, unfortunately, I fall into. It supposedly manifests itself within 42 days. I was vaccinated back in early April, so I guess I'm in clear. I reluctantly opted for the one-and-done Johnson & Johnson shot, which recently has been proven effective against those variants that Pfizer wants to administer a third shot against. My place of employment was soft-pressuring me to get vaccinated by bombarding me with emails daily and having concerned management representatives speak to me at least weekly. By all accounts, the Johnson & Johnson should have been the main vaccine. It only requires one dose, which would rapidly immunize populations. It's the cheapest of all the vaccines at $10 per dose. 
And again, you only have to receive that one shot. The other ones are more expensive and have to have special chilling freezers to store them in. So I just don't get it. Wouldn't it make more sense to be using the Johnson & Johnson one-dose solution? Not according to the propaganda coming from Pfizer and its bought-and-paid-for media. Just watch the nightly news and count how many Pfizer commercials you're being treated to. I'll close this with a word of advice. Stay away from any and all Chinese vaccines, especially Sinovac or Sinovac. Countries that use those uh, vaccines have had COVID infections skyrocket despite having been inoculated with it. Look at Indonesia, Brazil, and soon the Philippines. Oh, I'm not a doctor or any kind of medical professional. These are just my opinions for what they're worth. Next, the president of the country of Haiti, Jonel Moise, has been assassinated by a group of mercenaries from Colombia. Haiti has called for troops from the United States to intervene and restore order. The New York Times, the former paper of record, called the request exceptional because the U.S. is a former colonial overlord of Haiti and has constantly interfered in the country's affairs. Well, that's all news to me. I was unaware that Haiti was ever a colony of the U.S. You know why? Because it never was. Haiti was a colony of France. Where do they get these journalists from? Obviously, these reporters never took a history class, but hey, why should they? They're busy rewriting history as I record this. Yes, there was a long occupation of Haiti. Actually, the whole of the island of Hispaniola, which Haiti shares with the Dominican Republic, but it was far from colonial. I hope we don't get involved. We just left Afghanistan and don't need another 20 plus years of war anywhere. Now, here's my take on this situation. First of all, look where these mercenaries originated from. What is the country of Colombia notorious for? Well, that would be narcotics, and Haiti is a lucrative transshipment point for that product. My speculation, and that's all it is at this point, is that the drug lords and Mr. Moisey couldn't come to a diplomatic agreement, so this was the action that was taken to resolve this. It will serve as a warning to any incoming president also. This could also have been a CCP op by their Ministry of State Security. Mr. Moisey turned down China's attempt to extend that Belt and Road extortion scheme into Haiti. Well, whatever caused this assassination, you know it was about money. It's always about money. Next, Cuba, that Caribbean beacon of communism, is experiencing unprecedented unrest as thousands of people have taken to the streets to demand freedom. Not a word from Bernie Sanders and the rest of the Democratic Socialists of America. And that includes the infamous Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, better known as AOC. AOC is the front and puppet of a communist organization and nothing more. Haiti is the one grabbing headlines now, but we should really be watching Cuba. Now, you won't see much about Cuba on the mainstream media as they are bought and paid for. I'm sure the MSS is already on the ground in Cuba, helping their communist brethren put down the protests. The next story is that the new agenda being pushed by the fascists, more commonly known as the woke mob, is that a person's race is a social construct, just like gender went before it. 
I guess this will be used to justify the mostly college-educated white women who assume mostly African-American identities. We all know they have a propensity to do this for the dual reasons of attention and, more importantly, personal gain. You know, we have a current white female member of Congress who for years claimed she was Native American and used this to secure easy and free access to the top universities and, of course, for political gain. What comes next? Maturity is also a social construct. This would allow child molesters to legitimize their actions. I'll bet you Holly Weird would welcome a development just like that. Where does this all end? What's the end game here? The final story I have here is that over the 4th of July weekend, 11 men dressed in camouflage uniforms and carrying long guns, as the MSM is describing them, and kind of properly for once, and for a reason I'll get to later, caused a nine-hour standoff with police on I-95 in Massachusetts. A must be Trumpers and therefore right-wing extremists, right? I received the news flash on my phone while at work and figured I'd be swamped with constant updates on this breaking story. Then a funny thing happened. The breaking news story just stayed that way and had no further updates. Nah, I hate to be that guy, I thought to myself, but they must not have the appropriate race to warrant the expected fury of reporting. Well, turns out I was correct. The 11 men belonged to a group calling themselves Rise of the Moors and were traveling to the state of Maine for training. Though Rise of the Moors claimed not to be sovereign citizens, they behaved the same, but used different but still illegitimate sources for their beliefs. While sovereign citizens are non-racial and cite obscure treaties to basically do whatever they want to do, the Rise of the Moors is a black and brown person-based movement which cites different obscure treaties to do whatever they want. And by that I mean not filing taxes, registering vehicles, nor insuring them, and not having driver's license, and stuff like that. Groups such as these are the real right-wing extremists, not the obese elderly guy wearing a MAGA hat that the mainstream media likes to portray as such. If this had been a group of Caucasian men... The rifles would have been described as assault weapons, the men would have been doxxed, and there would have been non-stop, 24-hour coverage of the event. The group's evil intentions, manufactured by the media of course, would have been revealed and the House of Representatives would have called a special session and formed an investigatory committee. A flurry of anti-Second Amendment and hate speech laws would have been drafted and passed, with various leaders pointing out the evils of white people and Trump supporters, which to them in the media are one and the same. I could imagine the disappointment of Twitter, the media, and certain politicians when they found out that the group were neither white nor Trump supporters. Move along, folks. Nothing to see here. Though there have been some follow-ups to this story, it has mostly faded from existence. So, the moral of this tale is, don't trust the mainstream or social media. They only show you what they want you to see. I consider myself an optimist, but the current climate has caused me to rethink that classification. There is no end in sight of the madness that I can see. Well, beware. I'll see you when I see you. If you'd like to contact me, it can be reached at nnopodcast at gmail.com. See you next time.
End Transmission.